0: Bismillah rahman rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa, www.islamhouse.com, is pleased to present to you this lecture. <laughs>
1: وتق الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام, والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولاً سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتعر الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله خير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون وما أنتم بمعجدين I Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the only one worthy of praise. I seek His health, His guidance and His forgiveness I believe in Him and I trust Him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide him to islam no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what he must say, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify believe that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbi Alameen. I testify that Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. Or Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With the best of your ability, fear Allah, don't die unless you are Muslim. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. assalamu <laughs> alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. I'd like to welcome all of you for continuation
0: <coughs>
1: of our
2: series concerning common mistakes done by those who
1: pray. And last chapter we had talked about uh common mistakes
2: related to Janata uh and wait prayer. And also we mentioned something about Yamullah today inshaAllah. We're going to have a new chapter concerning common mistakes done by some of those who make the prayer is related to the dress code during the salah. And this is going to be chapter number eight. And one of the common mistakes that done by some Muslims That when they make the salah, they do it in a see-through clothes. And specifically here I'm talking about men. And under it they'll be wearing a short underwear. That means part of their size is considered exposed. And this is not the proper way for the prayer. Because we understand that the aura and the private part of a man from the navel to the knee. And this has to be must. It has to be covered. It's a must. And if you were in something which is see-through, that means this. Aura is not covered The Sheikh Ibn Abad Rahmatullah Alayhi Been questioned concerning The people who were Silk clothes See-through So The Sheikh Rahmatullah Alayhi He said Is this clothes you Just mentioned It doesn't it doesn't cover the private part. It doesn't cover the private part of the Muslim, i.e. that he is, he can see through. So this color is not valid unless he will wear a sirwal. That means a pants or a long underwear which will cover from the knee from the navel to the knee but if he wearing a see-through clothes and his underwear is not reaching to his knees this salah is not correct the second issue concerning Clothes that people pray with clothes that have images. And different colors. As we understand, there is a hadith which reported by Aisha, radiyallahu anha, that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, one day he prayed, fi laha In a soap, stripes, with a stripe. Different colors. And after this the Prophet Sallallahu said that it disturbed my prayer. Take it to Abu Jaham and bring my, my soul. Give it to him back and bring my soul. Because it was distraction to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu during his prayer. And a similar case that can a قِرَام لِعَائِشَةَ فَتَرَدْ بِهِ جَانِبِ بَيْتِهَا فَقَالَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم عَنَّا قِرَامَكِ هذا فَإِنَّهُ لَا تَزَالُ تَصَاوِيرُهُ تُعْرَضُ فِي صلاتي. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم asked عائشة May Allah be pleased with her to remove this curtain because the image that was in that curtain it kept coming in the imagination of the Prophet ﷺ, a means of display in front of him and distraction. Therefore, a person, when he gets into the Salah, is not supposed to be wearing things which became distraction for him during his Salah, neither supposed to be also surrounded him in his area. And we talking about if the person have means to avoid it. Because some people, as example, they go in a hotel. And after this, they try to remove the pictures and things in the wall. And sometimes it may cause breakable or damage to things like this. You can throw a sheet on it. And if you could not, so you leave it alone. Your salah is acceptable, inshallah. But we think when a person has the means to change, or in his house, he shouldn't have the things which will cause him destruction for him during the salah, regardless if this, that he's wearing it, or that is display displayed on the wall like a curtain. during the Hajj time we understand the person who is making Hajj he be wearing two pieces of clothes one which cover the upper part and one cover the from the navel to beneath his knee and sometimes people for convenience they remove the part that covering their shoulder and pray without a cover Assuming that since to cover covered from the knee, from the navel to the knee, this is sufficient. We have hadith which is the collection of Imam bukhari and Imam Muslim from Abu Hurairah radiallahu that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said لا يصلي أحدكم في الواحد ليس على شيء. which is the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saying None of you pray in a soap, a single soap. That nothing covering his shoulder. So covering the shoulder is a must during the prayer. So also, if a person wearing a see-through soap, he needs to have a T-shirt under it. He could not have a sob and showing the skin of his shoulders, unless he be wearing a T-shirt under the soap. Number five. A great number of Muslims, they did not take the proper dressing before they start their prayer. And in some places, in some countries, that the people they go to the mosque wear their pyjama. That means they get up from their bed for Salat al and go with their pyjama to the mosque. But we have to understand although the Salah is acceptable but this is not the proper way to be meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course, none of these people Will dare to go to his job or to a meeting, business meeting, with his pajama, but he will go to the mosque and make the prayer in jamaah while he's wearing the same clothes that he slept with it. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us in Surah Al-Araf, verse number thirty one. Adam, أَدَمَ خُذُوا زِينَتَكُمْ عِنْدَ كُلِّ مَسْجِدِ all oh children of Adam, utify you yourself and have the proper clothes at the time of every prayer.
0: <coughs>
2: and I want to make it clear that some Muslims, they may take the proper dress code when they go to the mosque. But if they pray in their house, they will pray sloppy in any kind of clothes. In actuality, the necessity of having the proper clothes at all times, doesn't matter where you are, if you are in the mosque, or if you are in the house, because it's not for the mosque, it's for the prayer itself, that you're going to be standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, communicating with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so you have to prepare yourself, and also... We remember the statement the Prophet ﷺ saying what the meaning is in Allah jamal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beautiful and He loves beauty. Nevertheless, we have to understand that this does not mean a woman to beautify herself and to say Allah is beautiful, and He loves person, and loves beauty. So now I'm going to put a makeup, or I'm going to wear this nice, beautiful clothes, and go to the mosque because I'm going for Salah. This is different for the woman. And as we said before many times, the Prophet ﷺ told us that the prayer of the woman in her house is more rewarded than prayer. In the mosque. Number six. From the common mistakes that are done by some Muslims. They object to when they see a Muslim playing in his shoes. He or she. Okay. In some places even, this term is so strange to them. And believe it or not. If they see somebody playing in his shoes, they will say to him, Are you a Jew? What's wrong with you? for Allah? Are you crazy? And this shows you how the sunnah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم became strange to many Muslims. The hadith, which is the collection, of Imam Abu Dawud rahmatullahi alayhi, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying what the meaning is be different from the Jewish because they did not pray in their shoes or in their hoof see so it's very important that At least, sometimes, we practice this sunnah, so the people get to know about it. In one incident, the Prophet ﷺ was leaving the Sahaba, and he had his shoes on. During the Salah, he took his shoes off. So the Sahaba, may Allah be pleased with them, they did the same. So the Prophet after the salah he asked him ما حملكم على القائن عالكم What caused you to take your shoes off? They said oh Prophet of Allah we saw you removed your shoes so we did the saw The Prophet ﷺ said إن جبريل أتاني فأخبرني ان فيهما قذرا او اذى He said that جبريل had came to me and informed me that there is some impurity in my shoes After this the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم told اذا جاء احدكم المسجد فلينظر فان راى فينا عليه قذرا او اذى فَلِيَمْسَحْهُ فِيهِمَا The Prophet ﷺ told him When one of you come to the mosque Let him look to his shoes And see if there is any impurity or any dirt Let him wipe it And after this he can pray with it So praying with the shoes It's a Sunnah, which has been forgotten by a lot of Muslims, and became strange a lot of Muslims, and they will object to see somebody doing this. Nevertheless, we want to make something clear also. It is also a mistake from some Muslims nowadays. They will go in a mask, which is covered with carpet, and you will walk over it With their shoes Coming from outside From Rain or snow Or dirt or dust And they say this is the sunnah We have to understand that the floor Of the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ Was nothing but a dirt So standing with the shoes inside It didn't cause any disturbance, or any harm to the mask. Nevertheless, for somebody to come with a boot, with all the snow in it, stepping on a rug, causing the mask for carpet cleaning, after every time he's stepping 40, 50 dollars, this doesn't make sense. And this is the harm for the mask and disturbance for the muslims and don't think this is correct لا ضرر ولا dirar you don't harm others neither you harm yourself so what is the balance here? if we are in a risky area if we blame football or soccer ball outside and it's time for salah there is no need for us to take our shoes off and we can gather there in the rest area, or the soccer team, get together, and they the playing, take a side, and they make the Salah with their shoes. But for somebody, or if some people living in a country, and they have a mask, which is a floor also, a candy or dirt like the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there is no harm for them to step in like this. Also from the common mistakes that some Muslims, they assume that if the impurity in their soap is dry, that this is okay, they can pray with this soap. Which this is wrong. As an example, if the child pee in their clothes and it's dry, they pray with it. This is not correct. It has to be washed. Doesn't matter if it's wet or dry same thing that if you wash the impurity from your clothes you still can pray with the clothes even if it wet you don't have to wait for the dry also from the common mistakes that some Muslims that they did not say in a sob or in Jilbab that the woman had her mints and she was wearing it, or that he was wearing a shirt when he had intercourse, and with some semen on it, they consider this to be impurity, which is not correct. Okay? So it is permissible for a woman to pray in a soap or a garment that she was wearing while she has her menses. Because this has nothing to do with her menses or the impurity. The same thing as the semen that fall on the vomit, if it's, if it's dry, if it gets dry, you can rub it. And if it's still wet, you can wash it. But nevertheless, that is not impure. Now we go to a new chapter, chapter number 9, and something related to the Imams in Salah. Some Imams, they neglect taking the Sutra, which is the Prophet ﷺ had ordered us to break a Sutra. from the common mistake that some people when they don't found etc or they lazy to look for etc they will both a line they draw a line and the hadith which came concerning drawing a line is very weak and Imam Malik he said in his book المدونة that the falsehood to draw a line the Prophet ﷺ told us إذا كان أحدكم يصلي فلا يدع أحدا يمر بين ما استطاع فإن فليقاتل فإنما هو شيطان This hadith which is a collection of Imam Muslim, Rahmatullah he said when one of you prays a sutra, he shouldn't let anybody pass in front of him. And he will have to stop the people to the best of his ability. And if anybody refuse and insist to step in front of him, let him fight him because he is a shaitan. to the necessity of having a and making an effort to have a in front of us especially for the Imam from the common mistake that if somebody breaks his wudu and he want to leave the line and go to make his wudu the thumb of the people behind the Imam in the second or the third line they will fight him or stop him from crossing. And this is wrong, because the sutra for the imam is the sotra for those who behind him. Or if somebody comes and he found his space in the first rank, people spacing themselves and they try to go and they fill this gap with people stopping him. They don't allow him to pass. And this is wrong, because we are encouraged to cover this spot that's empty in the ranks. Otherwise, the shaitan will be taking a place between the musallim. And also that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam told us, that man wasala soffan, wa Allah, that those people who join the line together, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will join between them and him. The Sutra can be done by a building, a car, an animal sitting, a person sitting or sleeping in front of you, a suitcase, anything which has a height. And it is very important for the person to get closer to his foot. The spot is the person both his forehead and the sutra no more than one hand span about half foot. No more than this. That means the person will get closer to the sutra as much as possible. Also from the common mistakes. That done by some imams. That before they started the prayer. They will say so called intention before the salah. They do the same also when they started their wudu. Aisha may Allah be pleased with her. She said. كان Rasulullah, صلى الله عليه وسلم. That means. The Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Used to start his prayer. With the saying of Allahu Akbar. And start the recitation with Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. Imam Ibn al-Qayim, rahmatullahi alaih, said, "Chapter concerning the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ in Salah. When the Prophet ﷺ stood up for Salah, he would say." Allahu Akbar. He didn't say anything before this. He didn't mention Inayya with his tongue. He didn't say Utalililla salat Tada Mustaqbil Qdla Arba Rakahat Imaman al Ma'muman Wallaqal Adah and Walla Qada and Wala Fardulak. This is dida. Which some people they say I attend to pray for Rak'at, facing the Qibla, obligatory prayer for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahu Akbar, Afazir. This is wrong. And this is bid'ah, which is not taught by the Prophet sallallahu neither been practiced by the Sahaba. May Allah be pleased with them. So again, as Aisha had told us, the Prophet sallallahu used to start his prayer, with the same of Allahu Akbar, nothing else to be said before. Also that some immense before they started their prayer, they raise their hand, and they make dua before they start their prayer, and this is not a sunnah. Some of them even they have a common saying, which a lot of imam, they repeat the same dua. They said, Allahumma hsn wuqofana bina yadayk, al alayk. The phrase as if it's hadith. that been taught by the Prophet Sallallahu Now most of the imams, they share it. Say, oh Allah, make our standing before you good. And don't defeat or embarrass us in the day when we be presented before you. And when they say the Iqama, they say, Okay, so there's nothing to be supplicated before the takbir. No same intention, and I'm not saying don't have intention in your heart. We're saying don't say attention because there is nothing to be said by the tongue. It is the act of the heart, not the act of the tongue. Neither there is a dua to be said before you start the prayer. Also, from the common mistakes that done by many imams that after they raise their hand to enter the prayer, this is it. They don't raise their hands again. They raise it one time when they enter the Salah. We have hadith which is in Bukhari. reported by Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu. أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يرفع يديه حزوة من كديه إذا فتح الصلاة وإذا كبر للركوع وإذا رفع من الركوع رفعهما كذلك أيضا عمر said, عبد الله بن عمر قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to raise his hand to the level of his shoulders when he enters the salah. And when he goes to Rukur. And when he raise up from Rukur. He will raise his hand also. Also from the common mistakes. That we see some imams They put their hands The right on the left But they put it under the navel And we understand that the correct way and the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Is to put it on your chest To put it on your chest Not on the stomach Not under your belly button But you put it on the chest and the right hand on the left hand. Some ahadith have came concerning what in the hands below the navel and all these hadith are weak Also from the mistakes and the bid'ah that some people they put their hands to the left side And they say that because this is where is the heart, and this is, it means to keep the faith in the heart. And some they say that because when Umar been stabbed, this, how he put his hand in the Salah. As we understand, this is not correct, and the son that the person to put his right hand on the left hand, on the chest, in the middle of his chest, not to the left like some people they do. From the common mistakes that we see that some Muslims, they will object if somebody leaves him in Salah and they call it Qur'an Munakkasa, that he will read the Qur'an upside down. As example, if he read Surah Al-Falaq in the first Raqqa and after this Surah Ikhlas in the second Raqqa, Okay, that means they assume or believe mistakenly that you have to recite the Qur'an in the Salah according the order that in the Qur'an, in the Mus'haf, in the book. And there is no evidence on this. Even we have some incident that the Prophet ﷺ pray and he recite surahs In different order, which you call it upside down. Okay, this is not an upside down nothing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَقْرَأُ مَا مِنْ That recite what is easy upon you in the the salah. There is no special order how the person have to recite his surahs in the Quran. It can be a short one, and after this a long one. Or a long one in the first raq'ah, and after this a short one in the second raq'ah. Nothing special about it. In addition to this, that Imam al-Suyuti, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, says the majority of the scholars, they said that the organization of the Mus'haf is ishtihad from the Sahaba. Is ishtihad from the Sahaba. Okay. is not a special order being given by the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in the hadith which he reported by خزيفة he said صليت مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات ليلة فافتتح بالبقرة وقلت عند الماء ثم مضى. فقلت بها في فمضى. فقلت بها. ثم افتتح النساء فقرأها ثُمَّ Imran عِمْرَانِ فقرأها. and this hadith in the collection of the Imam Muslim that Huzaifa one night he prayed behind the Prophet ﷺ and the Prophet starts start read from Surah Al-Baqarah so he said maybe he will finish the first hundred verses but the Prophet ﷺ finish it and he has gone, continuing reading so he said Maybe he will go to the second handy. After this he continues. Maybe he finished the whole raq'ah with the surah. But the Prophet sallallahu alaihi finished the whole surah, Baqarah, and after this he starts he nisa'ah, and after this he recites al-Imran. Okay? So we we'll see, That the Prophet ﷺ had prayed without having special order as it is in the Qur'an. Also from the common mistakes that some imams, when they come to sujood for reciting a verse which he has sujood that he will go to make sujood. But when he get up, he doesn't say Allahu Akbar. That means he will recite a surah, and in the surah there is a sujood. So he will say Allahu Akbar and go make sujood. And after this when he get up, he doesn't say Allahu Akbar, he stand up and start reciting Quran. In the correct way is that the person will say Allahu Akbar and make sajda and after this he will say Allahu Akbar again and recite the Quran. InshaAllah we're going to stop here and we still have more to finish related to the subject of common mistakes that done by some imams Inshallah. If anybody have a question concerning what we discussed today, Inshallah you can ask.
0: In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa. P.O. Box 29465. Rial 11457. Saudi Arabia. Phone 445 4900. Also 491 Fax 497 0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, Feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.